Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, this is Alex Dolan, the creator of The Patron Saint of Suicides. If you like the show and want to support us, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps others find the show, and it makes all of us very happy. So thank you so much for continuing to listen, and back to the show. Hi, this is Alex Dolan, the creator of The Patron Saint of Suicides. When we started the show, we commissioned a custom piece of artwork from an artist named Sean Koss. We just posted a picture of the art on various social channels, and it's really great. We have 100 limited edition prints. They are signed by Sean Koss, and we'd like to give them to you as a thank you for listening to the show. So all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then post your review and tag us at patron saint pod on twitter or email us at patron saint pod at audiomedia.com we'd love to give them out to you thank you again for listening and get in touch enjoy the rest of season two audio media presents the patron saint of suicides Created by Alex Dolan. It's lunchtime at Union Square. I'm sitting on one of the granite steps, facing Macy's with the Tiffany building looming behind me. The 80-foot-tall Christmas tree in the middle of the square is still up from the holidays, but it's coming down today. They have a guy on a cherry picker starting to chainsaw off the lower limbs, taking the tree down branch by branch, Across the square, there's movement in the windows at Macy's. Someone's breaking down the holiday displays. When I squint, I see they're dismantling a miniature train set. Fucking trains. I can't get away from them. I'm scanning the crowd for Walking Sam, or Owen Olson, whatever he wants to call himself. I've been out here for almost an hour and I feel like a fool. Yep. We're not seeing anyone who fits his description. Victor Blossom is watching me, along with a team from both the Oakland and San Francisco police. He's perched up on the balcony on the 11th floor of the Tiffany building. Others are waiting in the shops at street level, ready to charge out at the first sight of Owen Olson. You're not seeing anyone matching his description. Because from where I'm sitting, Union Square is chock full of skinny white guys. He's not amused. We're not seeing Owen. I'm going to head home then. Just stay a little longer. I've been here an hour. I'm heading home. I'm worried about Wesley. Someone's watching your building. Wesley will be fine. I'm going home. I stand up and look around at the passing strangers one last time. I don't see anyone who looks like Owen Olson either. What? You're giving up on me. I try to spot him in the crowd, 
or in any of the shops and offices around the square. But nothing catches my eye. Try to stand relaxed, even though I'm scared shitless. So, this is what your real voice sounds like. (sighs) Disappointed. You sound how I thought you'd sound. How's that? You sound like a young man. What are we doing, Owen? I thought we were going to meet. I thought I was here to meet Benjamin Blossom. I shouldn't bait him, but I can't help myself. Blossom's listening in, and I wonder how he reacted when he heard his son's name. Would you rather I was a little boy? Is that what you're into? You shouldn't make me mad. You've seen what I can do. You're lucky I'm here at all. You made me eat strychnine. In all fairness, I gave you apromorphine. Morphine? Apromorphine. Uh, They use it for patients with Parkinson's, and veterinarians use it to make animals throw up. I guess you can get anything you want on the dark web. Why did you tell me it was strychnine? So it would be easier to convince me to kill myself later? Ah, yay. Now you're getting it. You were the one who wanted to meet. What do you want, Owen? I just want justice. For me or you? Both. Well, if we're talking about you, I'm on board. The site's already down. The only thing left to do is to put you in prison. You want to be caught? Maybe I do. Come out where I can see you and I can make that happen. I know you're here with the police. (laughs) Do you think I'm an idiot? I'd have to be an idiot to meet you without the police. (laughs) Fair enough. What do you want, Owen? From me. What do you want from me? I want to talk. Maybe I don't want to talk. You should. You're in the talking business. I know about you, Haven Otomo. You've talked people from jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. You run an organization so you can talk to people out of crisis. Maybe. I thought we'd have something to talk about. I hate to disappoint you. Maybe I just find you interesting. There's nothing that interesting about me, believe me. We both like to be close to death. I don't have a retort for that. I'm scouring my surroundings for any trace of him. And I can't see anyone that looks like the photos I've seen online for Owen Olson. For all I know, he's not even close. It intrigues me that you think people are worth saving, Haven. I'm not in the mood for a sermon, Owen. How do I know you're here? Because I can see you. What am I doing now? You're giving me the finger. Good guess. How about now? You're making a jerk-off motion with your left hand. The mother to your left is giving you a funny look. He's right. A prim woman in fur earmuffs leads her toddler away from me. Uh, sorry. How do I know you're not just watching me through a camera? I'll show myself soon enough. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for you to answer a simple question. (sighs) Yes, I feel like people are worth saving. Even bad people? What does that even mean? People come to Sam's Market to buy drugs. They come to buy guns and poison to kill people. Sometimes they want me to kill people, or they want to buy children to fuck. Do you think they're worth saving? I believe no one is beyond redemption. (laughs) You and I both know that's not true. He's right, of course. 
I wouldn't have killed four men last year if I thought everyone was worth saving. I don't know why I even said that. Wait. Yes, I do. I said it because I remember Blossom and the police are listening to us. And this makes me more nervous than anything. Because Owen Olson, walking Sam, knows about me. He knows about the four men I killed. I'm at his mercy. Because at any moment, he could tell the police exactly what he knows. I know people are listening in. Don't worry. I won't let them in on our secret. We don't have a secret. I'm afraid to antagonize him. But with the police listening, I have to say something. How much does Wesley know? That's not fair of me. You can't really answer that, can you? I'll ask it this way. Does Wesley really know you? I think he does. He loves you, you know. And I love him. What's your point? I don't think you appreciate how much that man loves you. I guess I don't know how good I have it. You don't know, do you? What are you talking about, Owen? Do you know what he was doing in that field at night? You mean the night you shot him? Yes, do you know what he was doing out there? I don't know what you're getting at. Then I remember. He said he was looking for something. Do you know what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Ask him sometime. You're lucky to have someone love you like that. Yep, that's me. Lucky to be in love. It is lucky. Not everyone gets to be in love. Is this what this is about? No one loves you, Owen? Not everyone loves you either, Haven. (laughs) Tell me something I don't know. I don't think you do know, not really. There are people in your life who decidedly do not love you. Do you think it's a coincidence we met? Do you think I just found you by chance? And Blossom and the others, they all found me. But you, Haven, you were a special project. What are you telling me? Think of the people in your life and ask yourself who has the right to hate you. Who might think you are beyond redemption? I would imagine there would be a few candidates. I keep turning to try and find Owen Olson among the blur of people in the square. I hope Blossom at the top of the Tiffany building spots him. You pride yourself on knowing what makes people tick. But you don't. You don't even know the people closest to you. It's sad. I think if we ever got to know each other, I'd pity you. So we're not going to get to know each other? I doubt we'll ever have the chance. I see someone step out from behind the giant Christmas tree. The movement grabs my attention because it's so deliberate. Someone is walking toward me at a deliberate pace. The person is tall, but they are hunched over like an older person. They're wearing a loose-fitting raincoat and their head is swaddled in a plaid scarf. As they come across the square, their posture straightens. Sidestepping people as they come closer, the person unbuttons the raincoat and, with a magician's flourish, casts it aside. Beneath the raincoat, I see a tall, thin man. He's wearing a fitted black coat, 
something that would look appropriate on a vaudeville villain. I can see his face now. It's the face I've seen online. Owen Olson. He produces something from behind his back, a black disc. With a flick of his wrist, a top hat pops open. He mounts the hat on his head and gives me a slight nod of acknowledgement. Then he pulls something else out of his coat, a gun. He looks right at me and raises it. Before I can react, I hear a gunshot. He's down! Then the police are on him. Owen's been shot. I don't know if he shot himself or one of the officers did, but he's on the ground bleeding, still alive. He doesn't take his eyes off me. He's looking at me like an old friend. What do you mean you don't know? All I know is that he's stable and at the hospital. I don't know if he's said anything to Gibson or anyone else. I don't have access to his room. Zoe Gibson is leading this. For some reason, she's keeping me out of the loop. She went quiet on me yesterday, so I don't know what he's told them, or if he's told them anything. Why would she keep you out of the loop? I... I don't know. She's never done this before. I can't even get a hold of her. If I had to guess... I think it's because she was concerned about a few of the things that Olsen said to you yesterday. She knows that you and I have talked, and she's probably wondering if there's something I know about you that I haven't shared with her. She's probably wondering whether she can even trust me. All that on the phone with Owen was just fake innuendo. He didn't say anything. Just be careful, Haven. I don't know how much protection I can give you anymore. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. As promised, Clementa's here for lunch. I can't say no. Are you ready? Clementa and I haven't been to lunch for a while. There's a break in the rain, and we grab some burritos from a food truck and head to a bench that looks out across the water. After we finish eating, I ask her what I've been aching to ask. How did you get in touch with Walking Sam? To her credit, Clementa doesn't deny it. I told you, we got a few calls from people who mentioned Walking Sam. I was curious. I asked one man how to find him. Did you sign up for Sam's challenge? Because I don't see any injuries on you. Clementa rolls up her sleeve so I can see her forearm. She has what looks to be up to 20 different cigarette burns. <laughs> I can't help but be a little callous. That it? She rolls up her other sleeve. She's carved and peeled out thick strips of skin on her other arm to spell the word Sam in heavy letters. Just seeing the wounds makes me taste bile in my mouth. Why would you do that to yourself? I deserve to be punished. And me? You deserve to be punished, too. I'm curious about how long she's been doing the challenge. But I'm more curious about how she got walking Sam to come after me. What did you ask Sam for? What is your darkest desire, Clementa? I think you know. My life? I asked him for justice. How much did that cost you? Sixteen days. And what day are you on? Nine. I don't say anything. I can't. But I'm sure Clementa can read my expression. He made me hurt myself. He also made me confess to everything we did together. He made me install something on your computer so he could find you so he could watch you. He was very interested in you. He wanted to know everything about you. Did you know what he was doing to me? I guessed. I knew he was going to put you through the challenge, just like he was putting me through the challenge. That was justice. You were willing to suffer if it meant I suffered too? We committed those crimes together. Did he tell you what he was doing to me? I didn't ask. I just know that you stopped coming into the office. Did you think I was dead? I didn't ask. You sent someone to kill me. We're all killers, Haven. That's the point. 
If you wanted to punish me, why didn't you come after me yourself? Because I'm afraid of you, Haven. Or I used to be. You know he's been arrested. Clementa doesn't sound surprised. I hadn't heard from him and I saw the website was down. I guessed something happened. He's in the hospital. He's probably going to talk to the police. You might come up. Well, that will be its own form of justice then. You could always complete the challenge yourself. There are other ways to punish myself. There are other ways to punish both of us. Clementa stands to leave and brushes a few scraps of burrito off her dress. See you at the office. She walks away from me without looking back. Hi, Nikki. You're home! Come to me. How are you feeling? Yeah, about the same. I tried to walk around a little today. What's going on? You okay? I'm not gonna lie, it's been a rough day. Plenty of space next to me. I lie next to Wesley with my hands behind my head. I'm resting above the covers while Wesley is underneath. We aren't touching. This has been a morning of raw truths, and I want to get this over with. I need to ask you something. That sounds serious. What were you doing out in that field at night? I was on my way to the mural to do some touch-ups. No, you weren't. He rolls to his side to look at me, wincing from the pain in his leg. Just tell me, what were you doing in that field? I was looking for something. What? I dropped something, and, and I was looking for it. Tell me. His playfulness washes away, and I see the real Wesley Pope, exhausted and spent, tired of trying to be happy enough for the both of us. The night I took you out to see the installation, I wanted to do something special. I had it all planned. I was going to show you the piece, and then I was going to ask you... I had a little speech prepared and everything... I was nervous as hell. Then we saw the walking Sam thing painted on the wall. I got distracted by it. Then I checked my pockets. They were empty. I dropped it. I dropped the ring, Haven. I was going to ask you to marry me. He rolls onto his back, and both of us stare at the ceiling. I want to touch him, to hold his hand, but I don't. I'm afraid to. The next couple of days, I, I went out to search for it again, and that's what I was doing when the guy shot me. I keep staring at the ceiling, because I can't bring myself to look at him. He's not looking at me, either. Thank you. Not the reaction I was hoping for. I love you. I love you too. I have to tell you something. You're not going to like it, but you deserve to know. Are you breaking up with me? No. 
I have to confess something to you. It will change the way you think about me. It might make you not love me anymore. It might make you not even like me. But you deserve to know. And I need to atone for what I've done. We stay in bed together, not touching, not looking at each other. And slowly, I tell him everything. It was late, and Victor Blossom and Benjamin finished watching a movie together. Ben still liked Miyazaki movies, and they just watched Howl's Moving Castle again. His son barely made it to the credits before he fell asleep on his father's shoulder. Blossom jostled him awake. All right, baby. Let's get you to bed. How long are you going to be staying home? Not sure. Maybe a while longer. That okay? No, it's good. I like it when you're here. What's wrong? What do you mean? You're acting like something's wrong. It's it's just been a tough day. But you caught him. You caught Walking Sam. We did. So it's over. I hope so. I really hope so. As his son went upstairs, Blossom thought about his job. He didn't have much longer until retirement. He started to wonder what other jobs he might be able to do, whether he wanted to be a detective at all. It's late, and the St. D offices are dark and empty. I've told Wesley all of it. I told him about Walking Sam, about Clementa, and about the four men we killed last year. He didn't want to talk to me. He seemed disgusted by the sight of me. If he were healthy, he would have walked out. But he was in no condition to go anywhere. So here I am at my offices. I brought a pillow and a blanket, although I'm not sleepy. I'm wondering what's going to happen next. (gasps) My phone buzzes, and I hope it's him. Maybe he wants to talk. Maybe he just wants me to know he's thinking of me. I'll be grateful for any of it. It's not Wesley. I've gotten a text from a random number. Then I get more of them. All from different numbers. All of them with the same link. I click the link and it opens a site on my browser. It's an animated video. There's a cartoon of a tall, thin man dressed in black with a top hat. When I turn up the volume, he lifts his top hat when he speaks. Welcome back to Sam's Challenge. The Patron Saint of Suicides was written and created by Alex Dolan and produced by Audio Media, starring Elisa Park as Haven Otomo, Richie Amos as the narrator, 
Rob Schwab as Victor Blossom. Georgia McKenzie as Zoe Gibson. Also starring Jason Webb, A.J. Beckles, Robin Reggs, Maddie Matsumoto, Leader Louie, Paul 91, Elena Hark, Milk and Honey, C.B. Drogue, R.J. Harrower, Brandon Jenkins, Avarium, Joanna Christina, Vavi Robbie, Maggie Cat, Vinay Nariani, Domonero, Rissa M, Sidak, John Patnado, and Vince Dejani. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.